0: Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. morning.
1: Welcome to the Thursday edition of the News Roundtable. Uh, Hi, my name's Quaid. Uh, We're going to be joined on the second half of the show by Missouri Senator Cindy O'Loughlin, who has uh, made some headlines uh, this week with some statements about uh, sheltering uh, in place. And essentially, she's voicing The tension that is there with people and business owners about uh, how long uh, we could stay, quote-unquote, essentially uh, shut down and survive. Uh, Also, uh, with the impending uh, government infusion of money, uh, she's also offering uh, some help. So we'll talk with uh, Senator O'Loughlin about uh, all of these things and finding PPEs. For the show may states on the back half of today's show. But first things first in with all the latest from the WTAD newsroom. Say good morning to Scott. Hardy.
0: Good morning, Quade. Good morning, everybody. The Quincy School Board has voted to continue with two construction projects in the face of the uh, coronavirus. The school board meeting last night voted to uh, accept bids to install new bleachers at the Quincy High School gym. That'll cost about $140,000. The board also agreed to spend about $106,000 on new LED lighting at two buildings. But thanks to a rebate for energy savings from Ameren, Illinois, that will lower the district's cost to only $68,000. Officials say the payback for the investment is just over four years due to lower utility bills. Just like Monday night's uh, Quincy City Council meeting, the school board met pretty much by teleconference last night. President Said Ali was the only board member at the office. Everyone else joined through that teleconference. The board learned that the school district delivered 2,800 breakfast and lunch meals to students on Wednesday. Students also received in person or through, their, or through the web their learning packets to guide out-of-school lessons through April 7th. School board president Saeed Ali says the work of staff during the spring break and the COVID-19 shutdown has, quote, been nothing short of remarkable, end quote. Quincy University says its classes will remain online only through the rest of the semester. QU made that announcement yesterday, saying all summer courses will also be offered exclusively online. Staben statement says residence halls and the cafeteria will stay open for the current semester for those students still on campus or those who wish to return to campus before the end of the semester. The campus facilities team is continuing to clean and sanitize university buildings, Campus services continuing to operate during the semester, with most employees working remotely. QU says it will reopen to the public when advised to do so by the state of Illinois. QU also says it's currently studying options for commencement this May. Graduating seniors are being surveyed to learn when and in what ways they'd like to be celebrated should the ceremony need to be postponed. The YMCA of Hannibal says it will provide emergency care for emergency child care, rather, for essential medical professionals, first responders, and essential workers in the Hannibal community. That announcement made Wednesday. The Y says that the program will utilize their standard child care curriculum and provide active spaces. Because the Y's facility is closed to the public, it's enabling usage of multiple areas in the building to allow for physical distancing. Children will be put in appropriate classes of no more than eight students per room with two attendants, And they're saying that they will limit the uh, capacity to 80 children based on usable space. Child care will be available for uh, kindergarten through fifth grade. And the program will run for those who register from 7 a.m. to 530 Monday through Friday. That cost will be $15 for members, $25 for guests with breakfast, lunch and a snack provided as well. Quincy Mann, who moved to China last year, says that country is almost back to normal after enduring the COVID-19 worldwide outbreak there sam franklin says the chinese are used to short-term mandatory shutdowns as opposed to americans to control disease they automatically shut all the doors Mm -hmm. and for about three weeks the only thing you could get was groceries gas stations banks and pharmacies and they didn't put limits on stuff because people been through it before and they just chinese buy food almost every other day anyway and they deal a lot of fresh food and vegetables but it's not the end of the world. Just make sure and get out and get some fresh air. Uh, don't go stir-crazy in the house. You'll do that if you just sit there all day and worry, worry, worry. Franklin said that neither he nor his wife fell ill to the coronavirus. A Missouri man and owner of a Quincy restaurant charged in the shooting death of a classmate over almost 30 years ago is pleaded not guilty. Records show that William Chris Neiman of Fulton entered that plea Wednesday at his arraignment in Cole County Circuit Court. Niemann's defense has again asked that a bond amount be set after their earlier request was denied. He's charged with first-degree murder and the death of Greg Jones, whose body was found in June 1991 near Russellville, Missouri. Jones, who was 14, was reported missing in late April of 91. Niemann, who owns the Quincy Golden Corral, was his 15-year-old classmate. Probable cause statement filed when Niemann was charged does not indicate a motive. Nemitz being held in the Cole County Jail without bond. He's due back in court April 29th for a trial setting. And a Pittsfield man facing child sexual assault counts has seen prosecutors drop a request for him to turn over a sample of his DNA. Sidney Barrett was in Pike County, Illinois Circuit Court Tuesday for a hearing. Prosecutors had filed a motion to get a sample of Barrett's DNA through a swab. Records show they dropped that motion, however. Barrett may enter a plea at an arraignment April 21st. He faces four counts of criminal sexual assault of a family member under 18 and one count of criminal sexual abuse of a family member under 18. Prosecutors say the incidents allegedly happened in September and November. Barrett was picked up on the counts December 11th. He's being held in the Pike County, Illinois jail on $250,000 bond and court cases have been temporarily halted for 60 days in Hancock, McDonough and Henderson counties That after an order that was signed Wednesday by the chief judge of the Illinois Ninth Judicial Circuit. That order was signed after the Illinois Supreme Court gave an order last Friday giving the chief justices in each judicial circuit the option to halt cases for 60 days. The 8th Judicial Circuit, which includes Adams, Brown, and Pike counties, has not signed a similar order. Felony cases continued there. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and on our social media, including both Twitter and Facebook. All right. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. sir. It's ten 14 uh, We'll take a timeout, and when we come back,
1: Senator Cindy O'Loughlin will join us on the News Roundtable. WTAD. <laughs> masochist season. Need something to smile about. It's supposed that's, to be opening that, wait, day. This makes you smile? Yes. The fact that it's supposed to be opening day and it's not? This makes you smile? Hey, when this show's over, I'm going to watch Cardinal Baseball. I don't care.
0: <laughs> not a live, so, yeah. It's not a live
1: game. You're going to watch an old game. There you go. Which which old game uh, do you have queued up and ready to go?
0: 2011 Game 6, World Series. at the. Oh, well, that. that's a good one. That's a, David Freeze. Thanks you. Uh, to be to be honest, Quade, I have been doing the same thing at home on YouTube, watching old Premier League matches. <sighs> all right, all right. Hey, you got to get your fix in somewhere. I yeah, that's
1: that's that's fine. Welcome back to the News Roundtable, Talk Radio nine thirty W T A D. We now welcome to the show. Back to the show, uh, Senator Cindy O'Laughlin. You've been making some headlines this week. Uh, but then again uh, this is a uh, busy time uh for lawmakers. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me on. Yes, yeah, some some of the headlines not not that good.
1: <laughs> uh, the Kansas but... City Star went after you yesterday uh, pretty pretty hard and I and I thought it was it was kind of interesting because in one breath they say government's uh, government has the authority and the power to uh, hold things in place. And that comes from the Supreme Court. But as soon as the president said, hey, maybe we should get back to work sooner, they said, hey, slow down, Mr. President, you don't have that legal authority. So I thought it was interesting, within just a couple of paragraphs of each other, they were on opposite sides uh, of the fence.
2: Well, you know, I think the Kansas City and St. Louis papers are considered a little more to the left than a lot of our listening audience. And basically... They were going from a post I made that said, you know, if working individuals can work within the safety guidelines that the governor issued, which were the social distancing, being careful if you cough or sneeze, staying six feet from people, if you could do that, I felt that you should be able to do that. And I'm not sure that people are considering the fallout from shutting down uh, two thirds of the economy of the state. I get that people are scared, and you know nobody really knows what the trajectory will be. But if you if you can go to work and stay away from people, I, I just think that you should be able to do that. So that's kind of where they came from on those two articles.
1: One of the uh, things that I think a lot of people are, are trying to, uh, that eventually, if we're not already there, going to start wrestling with is this idea of metropolitan areas with a lot more people in a lot smaller area and, and a lot more cases of COVID-19 versus a lot of rural areas like most counties in Missouri have zero cases uh, uh, that have been uh, 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 put forward. Um, is is there a, a time where we're going to look at perhaps maybe just restrictions in metropolitan areas and areas without any cases can get back to quote-unquote normal?
2: You know, that decision will be made above my pay grade for sure, but I would certainly advocate for that. And I recently had read an article where I thought a compelling case was made that the most vulnerable people are 70 and older, 80 and older, and, you know, they have underlying health issues in general, and so they're really the most at risk. And the article was suggesting that, you know, you do everything you can to protect them, but for the rest of the population, if you could continue with the cautionary guidelines that we're currently operating under, that that would be the best solution. And what concerns me is, especially for our area, Um, Once you have a business, a lot of our businesses, our family businesses, maybe single proprietor, um, they do not have the resources to be shut down for two, three, four, or who knows how long, weeks. And what will happen is, you know, they will close and they won't come back. Now, Congress did, or the Senate at least, did pass a massive um, aid bill, and while I'm I'm probably <laughs> as much of a fiscal hawk as anyone else, I do believe that since the government has pretty much dictated how things will go, that unless we do something for the small businesses, they're just they're really going to disappear. Now, so,
1: I know that you've talked you know, with th- Senator Blunt uh, about this. Uh, what has he told you uh, regarding the stimulus?
2: Well, I have the, the version that they passed in the Senate. And there's lots of different categories. It's really a little bit overwhelming. But I also have a friend who works for the SBA in St. Louis and I've spoken with him and asked him, I sent it to him, asked him to go through it and I've been posting for people to send me their name Uh, phone number, contact information, small business people, and he's going to produce a series of short webinars. He's really very good, and I think people can connect through their computer and see that, and then he will be available to help people, you know, one-on-one. And I think for a lot of our small business people in the rural area, some of those things are pretty overwhelming. I mean, we're, we're a little bit bigger than a small business. And when I read it, I, I'm just thinking, my goodness, there will be people that won't know where to start. But there, and there's also other, you know, good advisors out here. Hannibal's got Corey Mayhaffy and Lisa Worth. They're both very capable. Uh, Carolyn Chrisman in Kirksville. She's very capable. We have our regional councils on government. They're pretty capable too. So, you know, there, w- there will be people to help. But it's a critical situation, and when you look at our counties and our um, tax base, which is sort of, you know, getting smaller, this could be really a devastating blow for us.
1: Uh, One of the things that uh, you have uh, people around the state uh, talking about now is how this may affect the upcoming state budget. Uh, Has this (laughs) affected? Can we quote you there? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> how how much of that uh is dominating you know the budget talks in Jefferson City right now it, because it's just a big unknown
2: well, here's just one example from in the week of March fourteenth through the twentieth, there were three thousand nine hundred and seventy six applications for unemployment then from three fifteen through the twenty first it rose to 42,207. So the unemployment fund will be, you know, in severe trouble later on in the year. Um, nationally, just a couple of numbers. The, f- the first week, 14th through the 20th, there were about 300,000 claims for unemployment. The very, uh, add another day or two on there, there were 3.3 million claims. So, You know, I don't want to minimize how scared people are, and, you know, it's worrisome for everyone. But I also think that, you know, there's risk involved in nearly anything that we do. And when this ends, we're going to be, or a lot of people are going to look to the government to try to be made whole, and the government is broke. So this is going to be very hard and if i were the governor which i am not but if i were i would be making some severe cuts right now
1: uh cuts to obviously the budget I but would, perhaps uh taxes
2: well taxes i would look to the number of people that we have employed in jefferson city i would probably ask each department to downsize and you know i know that will be unpopular but when you look at the function of government and you look at the things that it needs to be providing for actually, you know, out-state, there's only so much money. I mean, I think we are headed for a real uh, cliff here, and it isn't that it can't be negotiated, but like any business person, I feel like the minute you see you have a big problem coming on, you devise a plan immediately, whether it's popular or not, and generally it's not popular.
1: Our guest this morning on the News Roundtable, Missouri Senator Cindy O'Loughlin joining us. One of the things that uh, governors across the country and and countries around the world are trying to get their hands on are PPEs. Uh, This has been uh, a a struggle, but uh, I I noticed that on social media you talked about a couple of places where the Show Me State is actually getting some help in this area. What are those?
2: You know, I talked to the... Career Tech Center in Kirksville, they have a great center, as does Hannibal, and in Kirksville there are 3D printing masks, so um, then this brought up a conversation with some of the other career tech centers, and I haven't had time yet to put that all together, but you know, I think people in our area, we're used to having to figure it out, Um, so People are really stepping up to do that. And then this morning, or actually yesterday, I talked to Dr. Choi from the University of Missouri. I told him, you know, we can't get disinfectant spray. I mean, you you can't order it, you can't find it. And so he, you know, went through some of their facilities, and he's sending up a car full of supplies. Actually, his son and wife are bringing them to the Shelbina Nursing Home this morning. So, you know, people do step up in times of need and, so i was gratified that he did such a thing
1: yeah it's uh, that's one of the things that we've noticed uh, you know and, and and it's who we are as people when uh, the situations arise uh, where we need to lean on each other and rally we we tend to do that uh, uh in pretty much uh, most areas and we encourage that uh between everybody um governor parson uh has said that uh, he thinks this is going to last longer than, uh, the Easter dates that the president has brought up. A- as we get closer to April 12th, do you think that that tension between, you know, the, the safety of staying at home and the, the need to get out and, and do stuff is going to grow?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I talked to the Missouri Hospital Association yesterday, and in some ways, we have been way more fortunate than other states even though we're pretty much, it's a consensus that this virus has been around probably since December. So right now we have about 356 cases approximately. Uh, we have had eight people die, but those numbers are very small compared to some of our uh, counterparts on the East and West coast, where of course you have a tremendous population. So, In speaking with them, I understand that this idea of, you know, kind of keeping people sort of in a certain area, not allowing free travel and that kind of thing, is to flatten the curve. So meaning we don't want a lot of people to get terribly ill all at the same time and overwhelm the hospital facility, and I get that. But 356 cases, you know, at least so far, We've been pretty fortunate about that. So my question to them was, well, can you can you give me the numbers that tell us when we've achieved the idea of flattening the curve? What What are those numbers? And so they're working to get me those. But, you know, I kind of like to understand what the parameters are. What's the goal that we're trying to reach? How do we get there? And sometimes people forget to even ask those kind of things, but I've asked for it, and we'll see what happens. so, you know, if we, by the grace of God, manage to not have a huge uh, influx of people being diagnosed, that would be great. And part of the conversation is that people undoubtedly have already had it and recovered from it and didn't probably even know that's what they had. So... You know, I know that people all over the country are working to get more test kits available, working to get a test where you could determine if you had had it already and maybe are immune to it now, and maybe that could be useful in treating other people. So there's a lot of things happening kind of in a very rapid fashion. But I I just don't believe that we can stay in in an entirety locked down for... Months at a time, because then we'll be, you know, it, it, it will truly have a devastating consequence.
1: Our guest this morning on the news roundtable, uh, Senator Cindy O'Loughlin. Uh concerning the webinars, we would uh, encourage our listeners: uh, if you run a business or if you're a private citizen, you're curious, uh, follow along on Senator Cindy Laughlin's Facebook page. Uh, you give updates there uh, a couple of times, uh, at least a day. I want to thank you for joining us today on the news roundtable, Senator.
2: I want to thank you for having me on, and I want to uh, encourage people to remain positive. I think we're very strong and resilient, and we'll overcome this.
1: That is the Thursday edition of the News Roundtable. We'll be back in tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. We'll be here. You
0: should be, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.